Here's what's coming up on today's show. That's the whole point is to keep maintaining and raising awareness for phishing because that's the number one way that these cyber criminals is what they are. Yeah. A lot of people don't use in that word, but that's how these cyber criminals get in is phishing emails. It's time for financial advisor Ben Schrock to give you the keys to retiring with confidence. This is Unlocking Your Financial Future. Hello, I'm Ben Schrock, and welcome to another episode of Unlocking Your Financial Future. And joining me today, very excited for this guest, Ben Zeli with uh, Polito Consulting Companies. He, we know him through SBT, which is Small Business Technologies. Uh, ben, welcome to the show. Glad to have you on. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. So um, we're going to spend some time here today that, and, and probably break this down into two parts, um, maybe 10, 15 minutes each, and really dive into um, the questions that we often get from clients about you know, data security, you know, robocalls, password securities, kind of the, the things that people need to watch out for in, in today's day and age with technology and the internet out there and how to kind of protect that and some advice from Ben. He's kind of the, the go-to expert anytime we have questions, he's the guy we call and he usually fixes it for us. So, But Ben, before we get started, can you kind of give me a background? Uh, let us know a little bit more about you, uh, where you're from, where you went to school, your uh, education background, stuff like that. So I grew up in Clinton, Ohio, which okay. is, you know, 15 minutes down, 21 here. High school, didn't want to go to college. Just was like, you know, you know, you know, like college, you know, college is kind of forced on everybody, yeah. which um, I did end up going to college. But <laughs> yeah, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. And uh, actually, I don't I don't think you guys know this, but the Marine Corps recruiter came to came yeah. to the school and he, you know, he was uh, basically I heard the call. So I actually enlisted in the Marine Corps out of um, high school. Oh, thank you for your service. Hey, thanks for the support. Yeah. Um, And I got lucky enough to do IT in the Marine Corps. Okay. So I did IT for the aviation side. Um, Cool. And in the aviation side, it's one IT guy for the unit, as opposed to like the ground side of the Marine Corps. There's like a whole, there's like, you know, a whole shop of IT guys. Yeah. Aviation is just one guy. So you kind of it's almost like the consulting world. It's one guy that goes out and so you, it's kind of trial by fire is what sure. I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, um, I got exposed to a lot in that. And then I pretty important stuff too. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever it, you know, it deals with aviation. Right. So I did my five years there, got the GI bill and mm-hmm. then I went to the university of Akron Okay. where I, um, got an associates and a bachelor's. The bachelor's was in cybersecurity. Okay. So, Nice. And was, then I've, I've been, been here for three years. So. Was it always a passion of yours, like in high school, to, to get into IT? Or is it like once you got to the Marine Corps, they kind of directed you in that, that path? Um, it was just one of those things. I have a brother who's a year older than me, and him and I were always, you know, on the computer. You know, mm-hmm. if that's what you would, you would call it. Family members would have issues, don't know how to use Google. So yeah. they would, they, you know, they would like come to us and we would just kind of, so it was, it was kind of natural. Uh, my brother went for web development for, for college. So it just kind of, just kind of fell into it. Okay. So. Awesome. So then you got your, you said your degree was in cybersecurity? Yes. Nice. Was that challenging? Yeah. I mean, it, it was a new degree at, at the University of Akron. Yeah. Uh, this was 2017, I think. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I started out with with networking, with with computer networking, which is what the associates was in. But that they came out with the cybersecurity degree, so I was like, yeah, I'm gonna jump ship sure. onto that. And it was similar classes anyway, so I didn't really miss out on much. But yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, challenging. It was good. Yeah, 
Awesome. Good info to, to learn. So, and then so now your role with um, the the whole family of companies, the the PCS, SBT, and so forth and so on, the whole alphabet. Um, so, what's your role there, uh, and what do you do there on a daily basis? Yeah, um, I mean, I guess my title would be maybe like network engineer, but um, I do tend to gravitate towards the you know cybersecurity problems. Whether and you know cybersecurity is a huge umbrella. Yeah. Uh, it'd be very challenging to be an expert in every single aspect of cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. So whether that's, you know, configuring a firewall, I, I configured your guys' firewall, yeah. whether that's configuring a firewall. And there's a difference between setting up a firewall and setting up a firewall, you know, securely. Sure. Like you can just plug it in, <laughs> plug it in and yeah, it'll work, but doesn't mean you have all the security policies set up how they should be set up. Right. So firewalls, um, you know, I, I manage uh, phishing campaigns for a number of customers where you send out, you know, fake phishing emails, mm-hmm. not, not to point fingers and try to get people to click. And then you kind of, you know, say, ha ha, but right. in an effort to raise awareness for phishing, because, you know, it doesn't really matter how smart you are. These emails can be pretty crafty. Absolutely. Firewalls, phishing, um, segmenting networks, you know, you have your business with your server, but then you also have like security cameras or you also have, you know, IOT devices like smart speakers and stuff like that. All that extra stuff shouldn't be on the same network that your server's on. But usually by default, just plug it in and then it it works, but it doesn't mean it's secure. Sure. So segmenting networks in a way that, hey, only this can talk to this, only that can talk to that. Interesting. Um, I do a lot of that stuff. Okay. So. Cool. So um, when it comes to your, your average everyday computer user, um, I know you said you usually talk like five bullet points, but uh, we'll kind of hone in on some of those and some specific questions I have. Um, I guess what is the easiest way for uh, people out there to kind of avoid the, the typical email hacking or the, the fraudulent emails that they tend to see? Obviously not click on them, but like you said, they get get pretty crafty with these emails what's the i guess the best advice around avoiding that and then kind of two part how do we avoid that and then second part is what do we do after we click it or what do we do after we hit that and say oops i shouldn't have done that yeah Uh, kind of what is the what's the i guess the right protocol for that yeah i mean so phishing emails is pretty much the largest way that the boogeyman in the closet in cybersecurity is ransomware yeah that's you know what you want to avoid back in the day Ransomware wasn't really as much of a thing as it is now, but then people found out they could profit off of it. And so just a lot of the development has gone into. What is exactly ransomware? So ransomware is some program virus gets on your computer, your server, your network, your whatever, mm-hmm. and it encrypts the data on your hard drive. Okay. And they hold it ransom saying, if you want to get all, you know, if your customer's data back that you need to operate your business, pay us, you so know, X amount in Bitcoin. But the problem is if you're dealing with criminals at that point, sure. cyber criminals, so you can't really trust them. Right. So just because you pay them doesn't necessarily mean they're going to give it back. That or, they're going to uh, give it back. Wow. That's scary. It is scary. So yeah, the, the whole goal is like ransomware. Do they typically go after businesses or could it be just your average everyday, you know, household that, that keeps, yeah. you know, what, you know, who knows what they keep on their bank statements, you know, anything they could get their hands on basically. Yep. Um, so yeah, it can be anybody. And like I was saying is phishing emails are the number one form of compromise okay. because if I, if I'm a hacker and I want to send out a phishing email, 
I send that email to 10,000 people. What, what, what are the chances that 10, 10 of 10,000 will click on that email? Mm-hmm. It's basically 100%. Yeah. You know, um, so you, you click on this email, on this link in this email, it, it, it always comes in. They're trying to convey a sense of urgency, like, hey, this is happening. You need to do this now. Like, hey, someone, someone logged into your account. You need to click on this to reset this or, you know, like something of that effect yeah. to make you skip the part of your brain that's like hold on is this a real email right you get this kind of panic and you say oh i need i i better click on this because you know my bank account just hacked or my email just got hacked you click on it and you know it may look like nothing even happened but in the background you know something got downloaded on your computer that homes out to whoever in whatever country they're in and Um, that's basically a backdoor you know there's more to it than that but that's that's basically in a nutshell the backdoor for them to get into your computer or to get into your email address or whatever. Whatever they want at that point. Whatever much. they want. And usually what you see is someone will get into your email mm-hmm. and you know they won't kick you out. They'll just live in your email. And they'll set up forwarding rules that say, <laughs> you know, especially you guys, for example, being like a financial sure. you know, company, I'm going to get into one of your emails and any incoming emails that you receive with keywords money, wire transfer, account number, order, yeah. payment, anything like that, don't go to your inbox. It's going to forward to my email. And then I'm going to watch those. And then when you get the email that says, hey, from your customer, hey, here's my wire transfer. Right. That's the keyword wire transfer. It doesn't go to you. It comes to me. I reply back as you because I'm in your email. And I sure. say, hey, actually, I updated my um, routing number and checking number. Yeah. Send your you know, 30 grand to this email instead. Wow. So we see that a lot. And yeah, it, I mean, it, it, there's all sorts of different attacks, but it doesn't matter if you're a business or an individual. Individuals is kind of like a different game. It's usually like the scams. They try to get you on the phone. They try to get yeah. you to buy gift cards, do all that stuff. Whereas businesses, they'll either try to hijack your email and intercept payments, or they'll hijack your email um, to try to get you to click on some link that will install a backdoor for them. Gotcha. And say they get on your computer, they can't do much from your computer, but what they want to do is live on your network for weeks at a time, probing all the other computers, servers, security cameras, whatever is on your network to see if there's a vulnerability that lets them move laterally to that. And then once they're there, they do more scans, do more scans until they can eventually, you know, get to your server and launch ransomware and it'll encrypt as much as it can on your network and then you're kind of you're kind of like oh you're stuck you can't do anything right so then do you pay the ransom wow geez fortunately i haven't (laughs) had that have you seen it have you seen that happen since you've been in the business oh yeah yeah do people pay um people pay gosh yeah i mean you would think i'd never pay but you know they're holding a hostage well it costs x amount to run your business every day and it's been a few days and you know, you don't have any backups. Right. What's your alternative? Anyone out there try to hack people like you guys? Are they, uh, are they yeah. brave enough to try and try yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, you know, we, we hold the keys to a lot of different kingdoms. Yeah. So we would be a very good, a very good target. Yeah. Interesting. So once you click the, e- I mean, clicking the email, there's no harm in that, correct? Like just to open the open email. Open the email, no. Okay. So a catchy headline, you know, uh, something was compromised, whatever, you accidentally click that, 
nothing's done. It's typically that hyperlink or something to download, like an attachment, yeah. right? Attachment, open it up. It's a Word doc. You have to enable the macros to actually see what's in it. Yeah. You enable the macros, and then it goes and connects out and then downloads all this stuff done. to your computer. So what's a, a, a tipping, like a sign that, that they shouldn't click it? Is it just, is it like look at the email address that it came from? Or is that usually the first, the easiest place to look? Or yeah. just pick up the phone and call your bank to say, did you really send this? What's kind of the advice around that? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's all those things. It's, you know, um, look at the email. If it says it's, you know, coming from Ben Zeli, mm-hmm. but the, this, you know, the display name may say Ben Zeli, but the email doesn't say you know, ben.zeli at whatever.com. It says something, something at gmail.com. It's like, Ben doesn't, like right. this is his work email. It's not some weird Gmail. Gotcha. Uh, grammar is usually a huge one. Um, you can hover over the hyperlink in the email. And if, you know, if it says, hey, your Microsoft account, you know, got compromised. Yeah. If you hover over that link and it doesn't take you to Microsoft, it takes you to some, you know, like big vomit of like a URL. Yeah. You know, you probably shouldn't click on that. Gotcha. And then, yeah, hey, Ben, did you mean to send me this email? Right. I have no idea what you're talking about. You should delete that. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So when in doubt, just uh, don't click, right? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> it's always time. better to be paranoid when it comes to... Sure. You know, don't be too paranoid, but it's, it's, it's always good to keep the awareness going of phishing. Sure. I mentioned I run phishing campaigns for, for, for some of our customers. Yeah. That's kind of the whole point is, you know, it, like I said, it's not to poke fun. Hey, you clicked on this. You know, you clicked on that. The whole point is to maintain the awareness. If you're constantly thinking about this, it's like, oh, IT's, you know, IT sending out a phishing yeah. email. You don't want to get caught, but at the same time, you want to catch them. Sure. So a lot of these like phishing solutions will put in like a report button and it's like, oh, I think this is the phishing email IT sent out. I'm going to click report and it's like, hey, you caught it. Yeah. And then, you know, you get that good feeling. But yeah, I mean, that, that's the whole point is to keep maintaining and raising awareness for phishing because that's the number one way that these cyber criminals is what they are. Yeah. A lot of people don't like using that word, but that's how these cyber criminals get in is phishing emails. That's the number one way right now. That's the number one way. Wow. Yeah. What about ways through like text messages or um, like through, uh, could they get through like a Facebook account, Instagram, like your social media platforms or uh, are there other avenues that they can attack? Yeah. Yeah. So you're getting, getting into like the personal side. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you know, you get the, um, you know, everyone's had the family member where their Facebook account got hacked and then they get on Facebook messenger and they blast out to the whole contacts list, something, whatever, help me out. And there's like a link to it. Mm -hmm. It, It's the same thing as a phishing email. They're trying to get you to click on that link, you know, whether it goes somewhere or they're just trying to get you to respond so they can initiate a dialogue that that's that's the whole point of it gotcha. is just to get you to respond okay interesting um what about the ones that that we see with um like text messages so i had a client that said she gets text messages like she received them from herself to herself is that yeah common um unfortunately yeah what, i mean what's how does that work or or what's the intention on that yeah these these guys these cyber criminals they um get some software that spoofs your number or spoofs their number to look like it's your number or, uh, you know, they always spoof your area code. So you see, you think it's legit. It's, it's the same thing with robo calls. The, okay. the whole point is to gotcha. try to get some type of money out of you. Um, back in the day, viruses and whatnot, they weren't really 
you know, driven by money. It was just kind of like as a way to, you know, troll people, if that's how you want to call it. <laughs> oh, I clicked on this and then, you know, it kind of took over my computer and yeah. I had all these pop-ups. People found out they could monetize that with, you know, like ransomware or social engineering scams. Mm-hmm. And that's where everything is taken off too. So you get a text message from yourself and it's like, hey, this is a confirmation, you know, from your bank about this or that. And there may not even be a link on there. They might just want you to reply so then they can initiate that, that dialogue and to try to gaining your trust and getting you to do whatever. But what that whatever always leads to some type of money. Gotcha. That's the end, end goal nowadays is yeah money. Robocalls, um, the text messages, whether they're from yourself or not, that's the whole point of it. And the best advice is really just to ignore them. Okay. Um, there, there are some apps you can get on the various Android iPhone app stores that can, you know, block some of this stuff. Um, they're either paid or they're free. And if they're free, they usually don't work. And even if they're paid, they need to get updated anyway. Right. Um, so I don't know. Best ways to Best ways is just ignore it. Like, hey, yeah. if someone's calling me, I don't know who the number is. If it's something important, they're going to leave a voicemail. Right. If it's a robocall, they're not going to leave a voice. It's amazing. Sometimes we lose the the common sense of it, right? Like when you you see something about your bank account from your number to your number, you're like, yeah, why is my bank texting me from my number? And but That's instantly the thing. you miss it, that. It right? conveys the sense of urgency. Like, yeah. oh man, I need you know something's going on here. I right. need, Who I need else to... would have my number? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, so we'll kind of wrap this one up, Ben, and uh, we'll kind of go into um, some more stuff uh, on our second part and then really get your, your feedback in terms of what people can do to kind of proactively stop this or prevent this or some measures that they can take to make sure that stuff is protected and get your uh, advice and feedback on that. Sound good? Yes. Awesome. So um, that wraps things up here for part one. Um, and again, if you have any questions for Ben, I'll, I'll have you guys reach out to our office and we can always connect the two of you um, with him and his team. They, they offer a variety of service, services from you know large business, medium to larger businesses, smaller businesses, and some individual work as well uh, through their family of companies. Uh, and uh, we'd be happy to connect you with them and, and uh, they're very knowledgeable. We can speak firsthand of, of their work and, and what they've done for our firm. So uh, Ben, thanks for, for part one. We'll be back here shortly for uh, part two. Investment advisory services offered through B.A. Schrock Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. This podcast is a paid placement. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.